0: A New Year's stray bullet kills a girl in Lanao del Norte. Florida, now the third U.S. state to report a case of the new COVID-19 variant from the U.K. And Brexit finally happens after nearly five years of negotiations. Happy New Year. I'm Carmina Constantino. Deadline Philippines begins right now. Hey, thanks for joining us. Not even a pandemic or repeated warnings from officials could stop Filipinos from using firecrackers to welcome the new year. There were fewer injuries this year, but in Lanao del Norte, tragedy struck. Rafael Bosano now joins us live for details. Raf, Happy New Year to you. Go ahead. Happy New Year,
1: Carmina. Now let's start with the good news. Fireworks-related injuries, according to the Department of Health, is 85 percent lower compared to the same reporting period last year. From December 21 to January 1, the Department of Health uh, has recorded 50 injuries, 49 of which are fireworks-related and one from a stray bullet. In the National Capital Region, Manila had the most number of injuries, with 12 This is followed by Caloocan with four, Pasig and Quezon City at two each, and Malabon and Marikina with one case each. But Health Secretary Duque clarified that numbers may still change as the reporting period for such injuries will last until January 6. A lot of hospitals have recorded low numbers. Here at the East Avenue Medical Center, for example, um, it has recorded only five cases compared to the 23 last year. Now, Carmina, the bad news... PNP spokesperson, Police Brigadier General Ildebrandi Usana said that they have received several reports of stray bullets, which resulted to one fatality. This is a 12-year-old. In Lanao del Norte, Usana said that based on information they received, the child was outside their home playing with cousins. The child was holding a piggy bank when when he or she suddenly fell to the ground. This happened at 1 this morning. Now, an hour later, another stray bullet injured a child in the abdomen. The child was just said to be urinating outside their home. This happened in Negros Oriental. At 3 a.m., another male was injured in Dagupan. He was said to be sleeping when the bullet pierced through their roof and hit his leg. Aside from all of this, there was also a case of indiscriminate firing in Malabon by a member of the PNP. General Usana said that at around 7.45 last night, a concerned citizen reported someone to be firing a gun. When police got to the area, they found out that the shots were fired by another police officer. The said police subsequently surrendered and is now detained at the Malabon Police Station. Asked of the circumstances, Usana said the police may have been drunk or may have been egged on to fire the weapon. Now, in the past, PNP personnel used to seal their firearms as the New Year approached, but this practice was scrapped a few years ago. Now, we asked how these incidents, which happened just an hour apart from one another, together with the indiscriminate firing by a member of the PNP, will affect this. General Usana said that this may be uh, subsequently... Uh, be given attention by the president. It can also be recalled that PNP Chief Debold Sina said that even if firearms are taped, trigger-happy policemen would still fire if they want to. And he also said that most police officers are disciplined now. As for the investigation of the fatality in Lanao del Norte, Usana said the slug would undergo cross-matching. He he, uh, he admitted, however, that uh, should the firearm that was used be loose, it would be hard to determine who the owner is termina.
0: All right, thanks a lot for joining us Rafael Bosano there. Happy New Year once again to you. Back here in the newsroom, local authorities confiscate abandoned firecrackers in Nueva Ecija. Cabanatuan City Police say they discovered the box of assorted firecrackers and pirate technique devices on Wednesday while conducting random inspections in the area. Police departments in the region have been ordered to inspect all firecracker stores and warehouses to make sure businesses are abiding with existing laws on firecrackers manufacturing and sale. Some cities, like in Metro Manila, have adopted a stricter stance this holiday season by imposing a total ban on firecrackers for public safety. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte hails the resiliency of the Filipino people as the country marches on to the new year. In his new year message, Duterte says while 2020 brought so much difficulties and trials, it also brought with it lessons. He urges Filipinos to be mindful of the blessings they have received. Duterte, also confident, the Philippines will see brighter days ahead because of the unbeatable spirit of Filipinos. A message of hope from global leaders as the world enters the new year in the middle of a raging pandemic. In the U.S., President Donald Trump thanked health workers and doctors for their unprecedented efforts and contributions in battling the health crisis. He praised how the U.S. has produced a COVID-19 vaccine in record time. The U.S. is one of the country's worst hit by the pandemic, with 19.9 million COVID-19 cases and over 345,000 deaths.
2: In the face of great challenges this year, Americans showed incredible grit, strength, tenacity and resolve and together we achieved truly historic victories like nobody ever thought possible. Over and over again we were told it would be impossible to deliver a vaccine by the end of the year. All of the experts said, absolutely unthinkable, Trump is exaggerating, it can't happen. And we did it, long before the end of the year. I want to thank all of the workers, scientists, doctors and members of the military who helped make Operation Warp Speed possible. Before the pandemic, we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. Now we are doing it again. We've actually built, if you think about it, two great economies before and after.
0: Over in the UK, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson also struck the same tone, banking on optimism on the vaccine front. Britain is entering the new year amid a renewed threat from COVID-19 due to a more transmissible various variants circulating in the country.
3: So I can imagine that there will be plenty of people who will be only too happy to say goodbye to the grimness of 2020. But just before we do, I want to remind you that this was also the year when we rediscovered a spirit of togetherness, of community. In 2020, we've seen British scientists not only produce the world's first effective treatment of the disease, but just in the last few days, a beacon of hope has been lit in the laboratories of Oxford. A new room temperature vaccine that can be produced cheaply and at scale and that offers literally... A new lease of life to people in this country and around the world. And with every jab that goes into the arm of every elderly or vulnerable person, we're changing the odds in favour of humanity and against COVID.
0: Pope Francis misses the New Year's Eve service at the Vatican due to a flare-up of his sciatica condition. He will not preside in the New Year's Day Mass. It was believed to be the first time since he became Pope in 2013 that he was absent from a major papal event for health reasons. The Pope is still scheduled to do his noon prayer on Friday as planned. Because of COVID-19 restrictions in Italy, New Year's services are being held from a secondary altar in St. Peter's Basilica with only about 200 people instead of the 10,000 the Basilica holds. The more infectious COVID 19 variant found in the UK spreading fast in the US. It has been detected in Florida days after Colorado and California reported their first infections. Florida's health department said the patient is a man in his 20s from Martin County. The state's health officials are now working with the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to investigate the case. The patient in Florida also has no travel history like the one in Colorado. Experts believe this points to the likely community spread of the new COVID-19 variant in the U.S. New York City aims to vaccinate one million residents against COVID-19 by the end of January. Mayor Bill de Blasio says the vaccines will be dispensed through health centers and clinics. But vaccination sites will also be set up across the city that's home to over 8 million people. Healthcare workers, first responders, and nursing home residents will be
2: prioritized. What we will not allow to happen in New York City is for people to jump the line, use their wealth or their privilege to get vaccines that they should not be getting. We're already seeing this, unfortunately, around the country. We want the people who need the vaccine most to get it first. And we're going to stick to those priorities, and we're going to be aggressive about it. So right now, of course, the focus on health care workers, but we're going to make sure the distribution is based on equity and fairness. And as we get out into communities, that we focus on the community's hardest hit that unfortunately bore the brunt.
0: Some 88,000 residents have already received the first two required doses, according to data from New York City's Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. On average, the city is vaccinating fewer than 5,000 people daily. To meet the mayor's target, that vaccination rate will have to increase sixfold to an average of about 29,000 people a day. The World Health Organization issues the emergency use validation to the COVID-19 vaccine developed by Pfizer and BioNTech. This paves the way for countries worldwide to fast-track their regulatory processes for easier vaccine importation and distribution. It also enables the UNICEF and the Pan American Health Organization to procure the vaccines for developing countries. The emergency use validation comes after WHO's review found Pfizer met the must-have criteria for safety and efficacy of vaccines. Pfizer's vaccine is already being used in several countries, including the U.K., the U.S., Canada, and Singapore. China approves a COVID-19 vaccine developed by the state-backed pharmaceutical firm Sinopharm. Though trial data has yet to be published, the developer says the vaccine is nearly 80 percent effective. Details in this report. In the race to
4: beat coronavirus, China is the latest country to approve a vaccine. It was developed by an affiliate of state-backed pharmaceutical giant Sinopharm, making it the country's first approved shot for general public use. China is bracing for increased transmission risks over winter. No detailed efficiency data of the vaccine has been publicly released, but its developer says it's 79.34% effective. The approval comes after the United Arab Emirates became the first country to roll out the vaccine to the public and as Pakistan announced a 1.2 million dose purchase deal with Sinopharm. While China has been slower than several other countries in approving COVID-19 vaccines, it has been inoculating some citizens for months, using three different shots still undergoing late-stage
0: trials. Back here at home, the chief of the armed forces of the Philippines has ordered a thorough investigation into the clandestine COVID-19 vaccinations given to President Rodrigo Duterte's security detail. The military maintains the AFP leadership was not aware of any inoculation program within the presidential security group. But it also stands by the statement of PSG commander Jesus Durante the security personnel who had themselves vaccinated did so to protect the president. A Philippine lawmaker calls for the immediate passage of a bill that would allow the vaccination of local health care workers by January 2021. House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Joey Salceda filed the Bayanihan Sabakuna Act uh, are seeking to quickly approve vaccines which were already used on Filipinos abroad. Salceda points out Filipino nurses in the U.K. and Canada have already been vaccinated and there is and that there is no need to prolong regulatory processes for nurses here in the Philippines. He adds this could bring the country in a better position as it prepares to fight the possible entry of the new COVID-19 variant from the U.K. The Philippines ends 2020 with more than 474,000 COVID-19 cases. The health department reported 1,541 new infections Thursday, the second day the Philippines had more than 1,000 cases. The country's total caseload of 474,064 is lower than the 480,000 year-end forecast of the Octa Research Group. But local health officials did say they recorded a drop in cases during the holiday season due to close laboratories and fewer people getting tested for the disease. Meanwhile, there were nearly 300 new recoveries, bringing the total to 439,796. The death toll stands at 9,244. Worldwide, COVID-19 has infected more than 83 million people, over 1.8 million of whom have died. Well, the pandemic did not stop New Year celebrations in Wuhan, the Chinese city where the novel coronavirus first emerged over a year ago. Large crowds gathered at the Hankou Customs House for the New Year's Eve countdown, with seemingly no trace of the city being ground zero of the COVID-19 pandemic. Local tourists mingled with residents as the clock chimed at midnight. Some spoke of the kindness shown during the health crisis. Many hope the city can live and work in a more stable and peaceful environment come 2021 we going to take a break now. Coming up, the U.K. finally exits the European Union, and we take a look at Times Square in New York ahead of its iconic New Year's Eve ball drop just less than an hour later. Dateline Philippines will be right back. Stay with us here on ANC. So Dateline Philippines, here's another look at our headlines this noon. A New Year's straight bullet kills a girl in Lanao del Norte. Florida, now the third U.S. state to report a case of the new COVID-19 variant from the U.K. And Brexit finally happens after nearly five years of negotiations. Back with more news, Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte's daughter, Davao City Mayor Sara Duterte Carpio, emerges as the most preferred presidential candidate for the 2022 national elections. That's according to a November Pulse Asia survey that showed about a quarter of some 2,400 respondents support a possible presidential bid by Mayor Duterte. And that same survey, former Senator Bongbong Marcos and Senator Grace Poe were tied at the second spot. They're followed by Manila Mayor Isko Moreno and Senator Manny Pacquiao. Vice President Lenny Robredo was chosen by 8% of the respondents. In the vice presidential race, Moreno emerged on top, followed by Duterte Carpio and Senate President Vicente Soto III. Political analysts Antonio Contreras and Julio Tejanki say it's too early to tell whether the frontrunners will maintain their status by 2022. They point out past polls have shown early front runners don't usually end up becoming president. News overseas now. U.S. President Donald Trump has returned to Washington a day earlier than planned. See, Trump was originally scheduled to attend a New Year's Eve party at his Mar-a-Lago resort in Florida, but he arrived by helicopter at the White House on Thursday along with First Lady Melania. The White House did not explain the change in Trump's plans. But it coincides with Trump's fight with Congress over a defense bill, stimulus checks, and a long-shot bid to overturn his election defeat. Trump has ramped up pressure on his fellow Republicans to back bigger checks for struggling Americans. Some Republican senators support that increase, including David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, who f- face runoff elections in Georgia next week. That vote will determine which party controls the U.S. Senate under President-elect Joe Biden. Democrat Senator Mark Warner says the unprecedented cyber attack on government agencies reported in December may have started earlier than last spring, as previously believed. Let's learn more about that in this report.
5: Russia's alleged hacking of U.S. government agencies may have started earlier than last spring, as previously thought. That's according to Democrat Mark Warner on Wednesday, who's vice chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee. The attack, only made public earlier this month, used the U.S. tech company SolarWinds as a springboard to penetrate government networks for months, as well as critical infrastructure entities and private companies. Once inside, hackers were able to monitor internal emails at some of the top federal agencies, including the Treasury. Warner told Reuters there was no evidence that classified government secrets had been compromised, but investigations are still ongoing.
1: We're still getting you know, information from classified sources. I'm talking to people on the private sector side. I think it's safe to say that it, it you know, it, it um, may have started. Even earlier than March or April, um, and and that the you know the that the initial burrowing in um, may have started earlier, but the collection period you know did start the uh, calendar year 2020.
5: Senior U.S. officials and lawmakers have accused Russia of being behind the attack, a charge the Kremlin denies. While U.S. President Donald Trump has suggested China might be responsible. Whichever actor is to blame, Warner said gaps in US and international law made it harder to track
0: and crack down on security breaches. And after nearly five years, three prime ministers and countless talks, Brexit officially took place. The UK left the European Union's vast single market at 11 p.m. London time, midnight in Brussels, completing the single biggest economic change the country has experienced since the Second World War. A different trade deal will bring new restrictions and red tape, which means more costs for those importing and exporting goods across the UK-EU border. Still, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson calls Brexit an amazing moment for the UK.
3: We have our freedom in our hands, and it is up to us to make the most of it. And I think it will be the overwhelming instinct of the people of this country to come together as one United Kingdom, England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, working together to express our values around the world leading both the G7 and the COP26 climate change summit in Glasgow. An open, generous, outward-looking, internationalist and free-trading global Britain that campaigns for 12 years of quality education for every girl in the world. 2021 is the year we can do it.
0: The UK joined the EU in 1973 as the sick man of Europe. In the 2016 referendum, 17.4 million voters, or 52 percent, backed Brexit, while 16.1 million voted to stay in the bloc. Prime Minister Boris Johnson may have completed Britain's divorce from the European Union, but his father is applying for French citizenship to maintain his ties with the regional bloc. Here's the full story.
6: It's a case of unlike father, unlike son. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson's father said on Thursday he was in the process of applying for a French passport to maintain his ties with the European Union after Brexit. Stanley Johnson, who himself is a former member of the European Parliament and voted Remain in the 2016 referendum, told RTL Radio he wanted to become a French citizen because of strong family links to France. 80-year-old Johnson, who was speaking in French, said, If I understand it correctly, I am French. My mother was born in France. Her mother was totally French, as was her grandfather. So for me, it is about reclaiming what I already have, and that makes me very happy. Boris Johnson was the public face of the Leave campaign in the 2016 referendum. But on Wednesday, he said that despite Brexit, the UK is in many ways the quintessential European civilization, and we will continue to be that.
0: The Philippine Stock Exchange may have underperformed many of its regional peers in 2020, but at least one analyst believes it's still best to invest in equities come the new year. Jonas Ravelas of BTO Unibank sees the PSC index hitting as high as 8,000 in 2021 should the Philippine economy further reopen from COVID-19 restrictions. He adds an economic recovery can also trigger a market rotation.
7: I'm looking at a base case of at least 7,600. That's looking at at least a 50% earnings growth, which is basically a recovery from 2020. 20- uh, twenty. My best case uh, will most likely be uh, an eight thousand. I guess that will really depend on the pandemic. Given twenty twenty one and the government's, uh, I think the the main mm-hmm. economic driver this year is government spending. And if they're able to execute it well in the first half of the year, then definitely uh, the the there could be a shift in uh, investment strategies for uh, investors. Uh, shying away from uh, the telcos and uh, probably the consumer and probably back to uh, looking at uh, the e- economic recovery for the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So that would be a shift into retail mm-hmm. property. And, of course, if you want a proxy for uh, a recovery, then you will probably go for the, uh, the financial services.
0: The PSE index ended at or ended 2020 at 7139 down in nearly 700 points for the year. For the first time in decades, Times Square will be virtually empty for the traditional New Year's Eve ball drop. Only a handful of invited guests, including healthcare workers and other frontliners, have gathered to personally witness the iconic ball drop. This is a stark difference from the tens of thousands of merrymakers from all over the world who used to fill the streets around Times Square during New Year's Eve. Police officers have barricaded the area to disperse uninvited crowds. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio says the event will still be special, despite the small audience. And that's today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thank you for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Stay with the news channel, you guys, and Happy New Year.